0: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, the streaming service Twitch has revoked its new policy that allowed artistic nudity.
1: Tony Kornheiser, already?
0: I was just getting good
1: at covering my body in powdered
0: sugar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm off already. Not an
0: image we want to start to show. Do you have Twitch? Not do you Twitch. Twitch Do you have Twitch? I have no idea. Is it on your <laughs> phone? I,
1: I have no idea if I have it. Twitch. Uh, I Artistic don't. nudity. I'm Artistic streaming nudity. now, too. I don't have Twitch. Gotta love that. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, John Moran is back. Florida State is still steamed at the ACC, and Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with 35-year-old Steph Curry, scoring 33 points last night, hitting the game, clinching three in overtime as the Warriors beat the Celtics 133-126. Everyone has seen Curry's gesture after the shot. He pantomimed, putting the game to sleep. The Celtics came into the game tied for the best record in the league at 20-5. and five. So, Wilbon,
0: does this result say more about the Warriors or the Celtics? The game was entirely about the Warriors, 100% about the Warriors. I mean, Boston made this road trip out there. It's fine. They're cruising to the top of the league in terms of record, Minnesota and Boston, Boston, Minnesota. Now... The Warriors, Tony, everything, there's pressure on the Warriors already. Draymond Green has missed, what, four games? I think they're 3-1 and one since he's been out. But he's missed these games. We don't know how long he's going to be out because his suspension is indefinite. The Warriors right. have new players, Pobzinski and they have, they, have, they have new players, a kid from Indiana who was a force in some ways last night, a nice surprise. Two young players, Steve Kirk, can go to and has to because you can't keep losing. The Warriors, I think, started the night in 11th or wound up the night in 11th. And, Tony, Steph Curry, when he's hitting those shots, they need to win now. I'm not going to say they must win. The Warriors need to win. They need to stay out of 11th and 12th and 13th because there's too many good teams in the West and you can't climb over them all. So these games have drama even now.
1: I'm going to tell you that what it said to me more than anything else was how good Steph Curry still is Always. in big yeah. games, Yeah, right? Steph Curry undoubtedly looked at the Boston Celtics, who only come in once a year and are a really good team, and said, oh, this feels like a playoff game. Why don't I go out there and give my best? And he did give his best. He shot 52% from the floor and from three against the best team in the league as far as I'm concerned. So it was It was. The triumph, to me, of Steph Curry. I'm not going to deal with the Warriors because you just did. I'll say this about Boston. Mike, you often talk about schedule losses in the right. NFL. Right. They're on a four-game road trip in the West, and they got a back-to-back tonight against Sacramento. Look, they missed 41 threes. Too many threes. And still got to overtime. Too many threes. All right? So if they hit two more
0: threes, yeah.
1: They win the game. Yeah. So I'm not going to make any judgment, no judgment about the about, Boston no, Celtics. No, this is about no. the
0: Warriors. About the Warriors, yep. All right.
1: And Steph Curry, as always. John Morant made his return to the court last night after sitting out 25 games for flashing a gun on social media multiple times. And you couldn't ask for a better return. Morant scored 34 points, 27 in the second half, including the game-winning basket at the buzzer, as Memphis made up a 24-point deficit and beat New Orleans in New Orleans 115-113. to 113. Wilbon, what did you
0: feel when watching that moment? It was breathtaking. I mean, when he hit that shot, when he, when he drives, and I, I don't know why, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. This is still December. I don't understand why New Orleans didn't double him, didn't make him pass it off and say somebody else has got to win this game because you know John Morant can win the game. And yes, he's been suspended, but he's been practicing with the team he had been, like, inactive. He's not coming back from an injury. And physically, Tony, he just took over the game. And you're reminded, oh, my God, this kid is one of the somewhere between five and ten best players in the league today when he's out there. So if he can keep himself together and, and stop dealing with all this nonsense, he's wow. The league needs him. The industry needs him. But it was a scream-out-loud moment for me when he went to the basket and made that that shot drop. That's a wow. Welcome back, John Morant.
1: So I think I'm going to surprise you when I say this. I watched a pretty good chunk of the second quarter of that game. And when I was watching, Morant was not on the floor. Right. All I saw was New Orleans raining bombs. (laughs) Uh, They were down six when I tuned in. And then McCollum started hitting threes. And Ingram started hitting threes. And I think they closed out the quarter something like 39-9. to 9. And again, I didn't see Morant. I didn't even know if he was playing. So I said to myself, they're going to roll. When I wake up this morning and I look at the paper and I see that Memphis won, I go, I'm go, i stunned. It's like when I found out that Old Dominion lost that football game when they were up like 28 points in the fourth quarter. I saw the highlights of Morant. Yeah. And, and he's unstoppable in the paint with floaters, with dunks, with layups. And much like you... I am reminded immediately of what a special talent he is. But, and there's always a but in this, his problems are off the court. Can he keep his problems away? Can Draymond Green, his problem, different sorts of problems, can
0: these two guys get back to playing because they stopped this behavior? I don't know. Let me ask you this real quick before we go to the next story. You watched, and I know how much you love Zion in general. Were you bothered by, like, the lack of Zion? I mean, Zion hadn't been... Yeah. No, it wasn't. And they're good. No. They can beat anybody except Denver, maybe when Zion's out there and playing at a high level. But, eh, last night wasn't one of those nice 13 points, three boards. Let's move to Florida State, reportedly renewing discussions about his future in the ACC after getting left out of the college football playoff. The Athletic says FSU believes the committee still would have chosen Alabama if the Crimson Tide had the Seminoles' resume and injury issues. Also, that ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips should have fought harder publicly for Florida State. And finally, that the committee seemed to refer to the ACC as a so-called Power Five conference. Wow. Tony, is it fair for Florida State to blame being left out of this college football playoff on the ACC?
1: Look, I I suppose it's fair, because everyone knows the ACC is not a good football conference. They're especially not good when Clemson isn't very good, which happened this year. So you don't get a big boost out of winning the ACC championship game. But Florida State has been complaining for a couple of years now about the ACC. So get out. They should have swapped them out. I I don't want to hear about this all the time, that they don't pay Florida State enough money. I mean, go to the SEC. That's where you belong unless you're afraid to be in the ACC and you want the comfortable treatment of the ACC. We're never going to know, Mike. We're never going to know whether or not if Jordan Travis is the quarterback, if he was healthy, if Florida State would have gotten that fourth spot. We're just not going to know. And the circumstance is never going to come up again because we're going to 12 teams and nobody cares about if the 12 team doesn't
0: make it. But you know what? Stop whining. Shut up and move. Move to the SEC. Tony, I think the SEC doesn't want Florida State. They could have had them. They could have had them already. Everybody and their brothers leaving places, Texas and Oklahoma, to go to the SEC. So they must not want Florida State for whatever reason. I don't, I don't really know. I'm tired of the, of, of the whining of Florida State as well. Yeah. Although I, yeah. I can't say all of it is untrue, this attack on Jim Phillips, who I, I, I know personally for a long time. And he's your boy from Northwestern. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear that criticism. But look, the ACC would come up, Tony. The day we're all talking about this, before the final rankings are released, people are saying, well, you know, they're the champ of the weakest league. So that notion yeah. was out there, yes. all right? Yes, but, but yes. But you know what? They can't go back and be independent like Florida State was at one point during the early Bobby Bowden days when they just shook up college football. And the SEC apparently doesn't want him. I don't want him in the Big then Ten. Then the Big Ten. So st- I don't want I'll him. Go somewhere. Go somewhere Stop. else. Get out. Stop all the complaining Whining. all the Whining. time. Stop. Stop
1: it. We agree. Let's take a break. Coming up is the in-season tournament to blame for the recent struggles of the Lakers
0: and the Pacers. We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. We'll also ask Perk whether he expects the T-Wolves to stay way up top in the West. The committee wants
1: the SEC because they're a bigger draw and they're a better conference. It's pretty simple. They win
0: all the time. Florida
2: State can still draw, though. They they can draw people. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Gray Goose. Vive Vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of Happy Hour.
3: Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides see why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com that's l e c t r i c ebikes.com.
2: welcome back to pardon the interruption presented by Great goose part of happy hour
1: Let's get back into the NBA with our great friend from NBA Today, Mr. Kendrick Perkins. We're going to start with this. The Warriors just beat the Celtics last night without Draymond Green. Do you think that they still need Draymond Green the way they used to?
4: You know what, Tony? Usually I have a direct answer and I don't straddle the fence, but I'm going to say yes and no. Yes to the aspect of they need Draymond as far as his swagger and his tenacity and what he brings to that aspect of the team. And when I say no, we've seen Draymond Green over the past two seasons. His game has been on a a decline when you look at him on the offensive end and the defensive end. Listen, they drafted Jonathan Kaminga in the lottery. Okay, we saw what Jackson Davis did last night when those two were on the floor. Now, I get it. It was an appetizer, and we didn't see the full-course meal. But at the end of the day, the Warriors, I've been preaching this uh, for Steve Kerr to not only continue to compete for championships, but to build for the future. So when I say that they don't need him, what I mean is Draymond Green has to accept a lesser role in order to let those other two young fellas, especially Jonathan Kaminga, grow and develop into the player that we expect them to be.
0: It's going to be fascinating watching them. Perk, as you know, we're going to move for a second to mm-hmm. a couple of teams we got an eye full of love for a couple of weeks. The Lakers and the Pacers, one and three, and one and four, respectively, since the end season tournament ended. Perk, is this a coincidence or do you see cause and effect?
4: No, I see cause and effect. And look, we knew we knew the the the, the whole you know. Hoorah, hooray, whatever you want to call it with the Indiana Pacers was going to die down. Soon as they got circled and teams started to take them serious, I knew I expected this to happen. Now, when it comes to the Lakers, the Lakers got a problem. Offensively, they play too slow, especially when it comes to D'Angelo Russell. And we all know this. In order for LeBron James and Anthony Davis to succeed, and accomplish the goal that they're trying to accomplish and win the championship. They need shooters, three-point shooting. Cam Reddish haven't given them their toy. And Prince has been up and down. Right now, the Lakers can't hit a bull in the behind with an ironing bull. That's how horrible it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with an ironing board. <laughs> what a- I
0: perk, perk you too much. We're going to stay in L.A. for a second. The Clippers and their eight-game winning streak they take into Dallas tonight. All right, you have said you're close to buying in on the Clippers. Tony has said he's waiting a little while longer. He's not as close as you are, but what what holds you back? What stops you from saying, "Yep, I see what they're doing. I'm I'm all in."
4: Because it's that trust factor, right? Is is one the trust factor of Kawhi. Is he going to be healthy when it matters the most? And then the other two key pieces around him, and Paul George and James Harden, those are the guys that I can't trust, especially James Harden. I mean, James Harden left left a sour taste in everyone's mouth what he did last postseason in that Boston Celtics series when he was playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. Will Bond, Tony, he quit Quit. on Doc Rivers in the game seven. Quit, shut it down. I mean, how can I trust them? I gotta see what happens come April and May. I just, you know, regular season is cool, but April and May is what this team is built on.
1: Now we get you out of here on this. Thank you for mentioning the 76ers, because the 76ers host the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. The Timberwolves are on top in the West, which Wilbon insists is the by far the harder conference. Perk, are you surprised by Minnesota's success? And do you think it is sustainable?
4: You know what? I'm, I, I am surprised. I thought they would be in the middle of the pack, like, you know, fourth or fifth, getting into the postseason. I didn't think they were going to be the best team in the Western Conference. And that's my fault because I didn't do my due diligence. And, and I think it is sustainable. When you look across the board, they have one of the better starting fives in the NBA. It's not a single drop-off when you look at their starting five. Rudy Gobert could be a, he should be the front-runner for defensive player of the year. Carl Anthony Towns is finally playing at an all-NBA-type level on both ends of the floor. Anthony Edwards is one of the rising superstars. Well, he is a superstar. He's on the rise of actually competing to be in the face of the league. We know what Mike Conley is going to bring to the table night in and night out a pros, pro. And the kid McDaniels, he's one of the best two-way players in the game when it comes down to being a 3 and D guy. So when I look at them and they start five, yes, they have one of the best starting fives in the league. And they have great depth on their bench. I mean, the kid, you know, you look at the kid um, What's I, I, uh, uh, Reed, the kid's Nas Reed. Nas Reed. When he comes man. in, I'm like, man, is he the sixth man of the year candidate? I mean, this team is serious. And if I'm one of those teams in the Western Conference, I'm trying to stay far away as I possibly can from the Minnesota Timberwolves because they want all that action. Here,
1: here. Thank you, Perk. Perk. Good to see you again. Appreciate thank, you. Thank you.
4: See you soon. Appreciate y'all.
0: Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Texans update the condition of C.J. Stroud. And a special game tonight for Angel Reese and LSU.
3: Down the street, Tom. 35-40 minutes.
2: in the interruption is presented by Gray Goose. La Vodka. Please sip responsibly part of Happy Hour. Happy time,
1: people. Happy 26th birthday, De'Aaron Fox. Remember when Fox was in the same backcourt with Malik Monk in their one-and-done season at Kentucky? Monk led the Wildcats in scoring at 19.8 points a game. Fox scored 16.7 points a game. With their teammates again on the Sacramento Kings, But now Fox is the big star averaging 30.1 points a game, which preposterously in this era of a million points a game is just sixth in the NBA right now. Joel Embiid leads everyone at 34.4 points a game. Kings made the playoffs for the first time in 17 years last season. They're good again. They're currently fourth in the West at 16 and nine. Fox is shooting 47.7% from the field and averaging 6.4
0: assists per game. Tony, you know, I fell in love with De'Aaron Fox last year when he helped his team, led his team to the third seed in the West. Nobody had that, all right? He's terrific again this year. You mentioned the 30 points a game. Look, Sacramento got rid of Tyrese Halliburton because they wanted to go with Fox, and it seems to have worked out very well for both teams. Fox is a tremendous dude, it seems to me, and the kind of guy you want not just fronting your team but your league in time. He's one of the group.
1: Happy anniversary, Ben Roethlisberger, on this day 14 years ago. Big Ben completed 29 of 46 passes for 503 yards, three touchdowns, including one on the game's final drive to Mike Wallace to beat the Packers. Roethlisberger became the first Steelers quarterback to top 500 yards, and ultimately, he did it four times. Drew Brees and Tom Brady are the only other quarterbacks to do it twice. Steelers quarterbacks now don't throw for 500 yards in three games. Kenny Pickett is hurt. Mitch Trubisky was ineffective. So this week against Cincinnati, Mason Rudolph will get his first start since 2021. The seven and seven Steelers have lost three in a row, four or five. If they lose to the Bengals, their playoff hopes may be crushed.
0: Occasionally we hear things from Roethlisberger. Big Ben said to this station in Pennsylvania, said on the podcast there'll be more ben roethlisberger huh he's candid he tells you what he's thinking he's worthy of it because he earned it with his stature and status more ben that's 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 my opinion on that more big ben two
1: more 500 yard games than anybody ever it's amazing happy trails to another game for cj stroud houston texans star rookie quarterback remains in concussion protocol he's likely to miss a second straight game this sunday against cleveland Stroud suffered a concussion against the Jets on December 10th, missed last week's game against Tennessee. If Stroud can't play, the Texans will likely turn to Case Keenum, who led the Texans over Tennessee in overtime last Sunday. Yesterday, the Texans signed recent Jets quarterback Tim Boyle to their practice squad. The likelihood of Stroud missing the Browns game led to a big shift in the betting line as Cleveland jumped from a a two-and-a-half-point
0: underdog to a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a five-point swing. What's the line of him making a full recovery? He's got a half week. How do we know on Wednesday that he's not going to be able to play on Sunday? What? Let's see if Stroud can play as a young man with probably recuperative powers. I hope he can. Well, we all hope he can, but if he's had a
1: concussion, okay. we don't want to send him out there I, you in know, any sort you of You wouldn't jeopardy. do that,
0: but this is not a new That's thing. That's why they have something
1: called a protocol. Not new That's in why the they NFL. have it. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Speaking of concussions, Trevor Lawrence is said to be
0: progressing well, but still in the concussion protocol. Your thoughts? Again, it's halfway to week. I hope he is well enough to play as well. Falcons owner Arthur Blank says he'll let the season play out before deciding the future of head coach Arthur Smith. Does that make any sense?
1: That's the right thing to do. They are only one game out of winning the division. I think you give that guy the chance to make that happen. Chris Haynes reports that John Wall and Austin Rivers worked out for scouts today. Good. Do you think they'll get back
0: in the league? I hope so. I know them both reasonably well, more than that. And I'm rooting for both of them to do what they want to do, and that's play ball a little bit longer. I like working with Austin Rivers, but he, he can do that later. Men's college hoops, Baylor-Duke, North Carolina-Oklahoma tonight. you intrigued by that? I'd be more intrigued if
1: it was Baylor-Oklahoma, North Carolina-Duke. When was the last time John Wall played? Last I'd like one. To see him on the Women's right now. Women's number seven, LSU, plays at Coppin State tonight. I bet
0: you're excited. You know I am. It's Angel Reese's homecoming back to Maryland where she's from. Coppin, of course, in Baltimore. For those who don't know, I'd like to see it, but it's starting like in a minute. I'd like to see Angel Reese play anytime can't you get a private jet to get you there? We're out of time. About eight minutes. Try to do be better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. it will be some flight on Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the podcast on the ESPN Apple Apple podcast. The Suns just struggling. Maybe John Wall there. If they can get him and Bradley Beal back together,
2: book, KD. Oh, stop. I'm just saying. Stop, stop. No, no. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too.